live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on August 19th, 2017 to probably hit the internet today or even tomorrow when you're when you're when you're opening up the newspaper having some orange juice some toast some coffee you know just listen to some asshole talk about a bunch of shit he doesn't even know what he's talking about that's how you spend your sundays remember if you want to hear more shit like that it's on itunes tune in radio stitcher google play youtube the whole deal and remember to follow me on twitter at brian buck 13 and at red ticket blues so i promised a second episode this week and i'm getting it in the nick of time I guess that would mean that I would have to do one on Monday or Tuesday, though, so to say, actually, you know, because I could just say, well, it was an early one for the next week, which, come on, I'm not going to jip you like that. That's bullshit. You probably hear an air conditioner in the background. It's going to continue. Deal with it. It is extremely humid here in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and you know, I'm just, just enjoying myself. Kind of a kind of a lazy day here. I'm supposed to go to a kid's birthday party. Luckily, we got out of that one. Um... Christ almighty. Bunch of people I don't know having to explain everything. Yeah, yeah, so moved to California. Uh, yeah, yeah, working on the Spanish, yeah. Lo necesito practicar, si, todos los días, eh? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? I do nothing. Yeah, I quit my job. Uh, my wife moved, we moved to California, and so right now I'm just sort of, you know, doing what I, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. What do you do? Oh, oh. Oh, that, that, yeah, that, that sounds good. That must be fun. Yeah, and with the kids, it's got to be tough, though, yeah. To shut the fuck up. Thank God. I could spare that whole fucking pointless and shallow, hollow ordeal. But anyways. But again, just lounging, having, having a good time. Uh, Saturday, probably not going to go out. I, I kind of want to go to Old San Juan. There's a uh, craft beer place there that I really like, Lupolo. And, uh... But Saturday night, I am not going out. It is amateur night, and if you want to go to Old San Juan with the tourists, with the locals, on a Saturday night, good luck finding a parking spot anywhere. You will probably be, you won't be able to find a parking spot because you never will. And uh, you'll be like quadruple parked in the parking garages. So if you want to get out of there, well, maybe about 3 a.m. So it's not worth it. I'll, I'll save the beer for some other time and uh, drink, you know, pound waters and hopefully, uh, you know, maybe watch the Yankees win a game, maybe. Well, they, they've won. I shouldn't say that. They swept the Mets, but... What can you say about Aroldis Chapman? We'll, we'll talk about that, but yesterday I did some hiking, and it, it's it's odd because, you know, Puerto Rico is a, a, a section of the United States, a commonwealth. You, you, you hear the United States or the Park Service brag, say, this is the only, only tropical rainforest in the uh, North America. It's like, yeah, well, I, technically, I mean, you know, it's a pretty far away from the fucking continental U.S., but walking around and, uh, whew. I mean, it really is. I felt like I was in, like, Africa or something. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I definitely saw some... I didn't see them, but I heard some monkeys. Uh, I, I guess they're in the area. I know that's really not that big of a deal, but I want to be. I just want to be able to go up to someone and be like, yeah, I was fucking hiking, and, uh, you know, a monkey ran by. Yeah? Tell me about your hiking story, asshole. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, really? Oh, a chipmunk! Oh, oh that, that's fucking interesting. So I, I wanted to put that under my belt, but I couldn't, so... But I felt like it was like Indiana Jones or something. Jesus, it was it was it was very it was quiet. You just hear all the, the noises and you see palm trees and bamboo and just and you saw some caves and I'm sure this is all very interesting. Too. But seriously, I, I felt like in the beginning of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like like the the tribe the tribe that he was trying to get the 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 the, the, the head thing. You know the fucking beginning. You know the guy that he puts the sand down. He takes whatever that is. What are we calling that? It's not the Staff of Ra. That's later on in the movie. A medallion? It's not really a medallion. It's a uh, a headpiece, a bust. 
And I felt like the the, the, the tribe was going to be right after me with that fucking lalak. What, what the, the Frenchman was. Maybe you could warn them if perhaps, perhaps you spoke Tohito. You could warn them if only you spoke Hovitos. There it is. Perfect. See, see, I, I shouldn't have to do it. I'll just play the clip. It's a lot funnier instead of me trying to do the impersonation. So, Labak, Belak, Belak. Yes, that's his fucking name, Belak. This is the second time I've had. No, that that's that's Crusaders of the Cru That's the uh, Last Crusade. What are some other? Uh... I can't think of any other good one-liners from there. Boy, I thought that was like my favorite movie, but. I don't know. And, uh, speaking of Indiana Jones, you know what he hated? Nazis, and apparently they're everywhere. Uh, I'll tell you, man. I talked about the Confederate statues last podcast, and I felt like, you know, fucking Trump was almost, uh, you know, taking a little of my script from the last podcast. I thought, oh, Jesus, maybe I should uh, rethink what I'm saying on that fucking uh, internet show of mine. But uh, here's the thing. Like, I have no love for Confederate statues. It's, it's, you, I see a lot of people on Twitter make, make the, uh, you know, uh, the, the idea of their participation trophies. They're part of history, and then I hear people say, well, you know, they have history in books. This is my thing. You start taking down these things. It's, it's, if I could have, if we, if the whole world could write down on a piece of paper, we're going to take down all these trophies and then we're going to talk about everything else before we start ripping them down. I'd be all for that. See, I'm a big picture guy. All right. I'm a free speech guy, which can, can you, does that sound any more douchey ever? I'm a free speech guy. And it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. how can you argue with him? He, he's, he's, he's free speech. So, I mean, it's the ultimate like big dick swinging. Yeah. I'm a free speech guy. Completely invulnerable from criticism. I'm a free speech guy. Yeah, I'm for people being allowed to what they want to say. You know, it's almost on the line of like I realize in Vietnam it wasn't uh, during the Vietnam War it wasn't really that big of a you know it was obviously divide. But that's like when people say, "Hey, you guys support the troops." What person's going to come over there and be like, uh, "Excuse me, I do not support the troops." No, no, I am firmly against them. Always have been. Always will be. Yep, I am not. I am not. I'm, I, I don't. No, no, no. I'm. I'm against the troops. First of all, it's it's a completely uh, part of the pun, but you know it trumps whatever argument you're having. You gotta support the troops. I mean, and it's a total crowd pleaser as well. I mean, hey, come on, here's another one. He's free speech. He supports the troops. It's totally playing to lowest common denominator by just saying something that you you know you want credit for. Like like when a band goes to like a city and be like, "What's up, Milwaukee?" And everyone's like, "Ah, we're from Milwaukee. What? That's us. That's us. Yeah, he never does that in other stadiums. No, no, this is our city. Fucking Milwaukee, Milwaukee." That's what the Indians called it, according to Alice Cooper. But uh, where was I with all this? Jesus Christ, what a tangent. But, uh, I mean, I, I the, the statues themselves, I, you know, you lost. You're losers. You're, 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 you're like an NBA team putting up a fucking flag for, uh, you know, winning the Summer League or, or being a participant in the Summer League. Who gives a shit? And it, it is odd that they're all over, like, it, I was, it, it's strange reading and seeing, like, oh, uh, defaced, uh, you know, defaced confederate uh, uh, statue torn down in Arizona. Arizona? Arizona? I mean, according to some Twitter thread, which, by the way, I hate fucking Twitter threads. You know, just do a blog post or whatever. I, I know that it, this makes it more visible. It's quicker. You don't have to click on a link because people are lazy. I get it. Believe me. But you know, enough of the threads. It, it screams of, and you know what? How many threads do you have, Brian? Shut up. That's not important. That's completely different. My threads are completely tomfoolery. They're not serious. I think I was retweeting some of my own threads from like six months ago today, but I'm not a hypocrite at all, so fuck off. But the 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 statues just I again I, I still firmly stand by what I said last time. I don't like getting rid of history. 
but Confederate statues, I think that's a, uh, you know, that's a, it's a fine line. You're, you're in a war, you're in a land where you lost a war. I just look at it at a point where, you know, I, I think people, if we remove these statues, it's probably better than worse. But these statues have always been here. And I think what we all do in society now, because of the goddamn internet, we all read it, that we all have to react immediately. So everyone, while they think, you know, probably, again, gun to my head, take them down. I don't give a shit. I, I just don't want to repress other things so we can start repressing books now. I mean, that, that, that's all. But let's, like, let's say you get rid of all the statues, right? And, and I completely lost my train of thought. So that, that, that's what I'm saying. So anyways. Oh, oh, right. So, I mean, the statues have always been there. It's, it's, it just, you know, there's this rush to judgment to get rid of them all now. And again, I understand what the Confederacy fucking stood for and slavery and all that. This is, this is, I'm not trying to rewrite history in my own words here. I'm just saying it's a very rash reaction to everything. These, these, these statues weren't just put up yesterday, by the way. And, uh, you know, history wasn't just, we didn't have a bunch of books just, you know, with startling new details come out. I mean, these have always been here. I just feel like, you know, you take down the statues, then, you know, this, a lot of the social justice worries always got to have something. So what's the next thing? What's the next thing we're removing from society? Is it books? I'm not saying that it's completely take away a statue, then a book. I'm not saying that. But do you think it's that crazy? But again, gun to my head, I'm for taking down Confederate statues. It really hasn't entered my mind. I understand. White guy from New England really has never been. I've never, I really don't see any Confederate statues, obviously. Plus, I don't look at them and say, uh, you know, maybe have the same thoughts that someone else would. So it's completely understood. So uh, there, I think I covered all my bases there completely, you know, you know, hiding, uh, not hiding, but defending myself from both sides. Does, does that work? Does that work? Am I good? Anyways, uh, Barcelona. So as you all know, uh, people that have been uh, listening to this podcast the last month, I, well, I've been listening, whatever. Uh, the past month, I had been living in Barcelona and obviously a terrible tragedy that happened there. Uh, 13 people killed on La Rambla. And I didn't really go into it on Twitter that much just because... Uh, I didn't want to be that guy, you know, I, I, I've talked about this when I was in Barcelona about that train accident, which really compared to this was nothing. I don't even know if anyone died in that. There many people were injured. I don't want to minimize that. Sorry. But, um, 13 people killed, hundred people injured. And I'll tell you, this is my podcast. So I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want. It's my show. I'm going to give uh, personal information. I walked across La Rambla every single weekday. Every single weekday. See, I was in that range where I was close enough to the school I was going, uh, where it was like two stops on the subway, but kind of like a 25-minute walk in heat. Uh, so it was kind of, you know, I'd, I'd take the subway to class to get there on time, but then on the way back, you know, I'd stop. And I love, like I talked about before, great thing, just buy a beer, walk down the street, hold a beer. I mean, that, that's what I did. So, so cool. So fucking hip. All I needed was a leather jacket, slick back hair, motorcycle, the whole fucking deal. Yes. But, I mean, I walked across La Ramba all the time. And I said to my wife and I said to friends, you know, it's nothing about, uh, you know, radical Islam or anything. It's just, well, in this in this sense it was. But what I'm saying is people are like, oh, you're going to Barcelona, you're going to Europe. Oh. And I'm just like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to stop traveling places, but don't, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's in the back of my mind. It's in the back. I'm going to a major European city where if you look at the statistics, most of these, especially most of these, you know, vehicle on pedestrian crimes, they occur. They occur in major European cities. I mean, there's no way you can doubt that. Even if you have the most liberal view in the world, that's that's the way it happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, Jesus Christ, what is this fucking Mickey Mouse here? Um, but yeah, I, every time we were on a street corner or something like that, you know, you know how you're on a corner on like a busy street or whatever, and you're talking to somebody on the street and you're not really like looking. You're like, I'm on the sidewalk. These are where humans are. And well, not humans, but these are where pedestrians are. And 
that's the road. That's where the cars are. I didn't think like that when I was in Barcelona, honestly. I looked over and I knew what I'm to say the whole time. I was just monitoring, staring down every driver. Of course not. But, no, I definitely gave it a lot more caution than I normally did. And it's pretty crazy a week after, man. That, that's just terrible. It's just ter- And that's a long strip. And I'm sure you've all heard what La Rambla is, if you don't know. It is probably the biggest tourist hub in the city. It's like a Times Square, but on a much smaller scale. But it is just a long street of just shops you know, street performers, all sorts of just, and then out, it's like a, you know, in the middle, an island. And then on a street, you have tons of shitty restaurants that they get tourists with, you know, stuff like that. And you have people from all over the world. So I think they said like 20 people, the victims, uh, the, you know, fatal victims from 20 different, well, they couldn't have been that way. And there were only 13 people that died. People that were injured or killed by this were from 20 different countries. So absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I'll tell you, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But this is the way that, you know, the, these sorts of attacks, these are going to continue because you can't stop people from driving cars. Uh, ISIS or whatever, rogue person, whatever you want to say, people that want to copycat this behavior, they have found the perfect way. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking about committing a terrorist act, I am strongly condemning it. Please do not do it. And uh, I, I would think twice. Contact me. We'll, we'll talk it out. But, I mean, this is the way, man, because you can't stop people from driving cars. It's it's sad. It's very sad. It's it's sad to think that you were just living in a city that I actually absolutely love for an entire month, and then to see that what a week, week and a half later, something like that happened, and I walked across that all the time. So terrible, terrible, absolutely terrible. So uh, while Confederate statues and Nazis and all that are bad, you know, people being killed for no reason whatsoever on uh, you know enjoying their tours, that's slightly that that's worse. Sorry. So that's secondary. You know what's secondary, too? North Korea. Remember that? Remember when North Korea was ready to blow up the world? Fuck that. that that's, that's long gone. And remember the wall? Remember the wall? The Mexican wall? Everyone was so angry, so pro, so con about that. That was such a point of contention. Is that thing, what, What's going on with that? Are there just a bunch of union guys sitting there waiting to get the call? I mean, it's sitting there on the border. Here we go already. Yeah, I, I don't know. The wall is, the wall is idiotic, but I mean, it, it was a huge, huge talking point. Now that's, fuck, fuck the wall. Russia, too. Remember Russia? It's amazing how quickly we forget about these things. Maybe that's the whole intention of uh, the, the Trump sinister plan to take over the world. Trump uh, Trump, Trump really, uh, he lost a lot. He lost, I was never a Trump supporter, as you know, but he lost me, man. There were fine people on both sides. Nazis are fine. Nazis. 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 I hate these guys. As do I, Indiana. <laughs> they named the dog. Anyways, that's so that's my uh, my spiel on uh, Confederate statues and uh, you know and I don't know. Here's another thing with the Confederate statues: maybe like go to like the, the the local whatever and go through the process to just start tearing down statues. It's again, I don't give a shit about Confederate statues, but it's not a good precedent to set to start tearing things down you don't like. I, I'm, I'm I'm against it. I'm I am against it. I am for law and fucking order. You know who else for Law and Order? Colin Kaepernick, kind of. He's for. Have we now? Not the babababow, but Colin Kaepernick himself still doesn't have a job. He never speaks either, which is very odd. Um, he never speaks. Now Marshawn Lynch has sort of uh, joined the the I'm not standing for the national anthem thing, and Michael Bennett, who always has something just so intelligent to say, uh, is maybe actually doing one of the most intelligent things in his mind, at least that he's ever doing. I'm not. I'm not I've told you how I take on, 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 the, on, the, on the national anthem. I don't give a shit. 
It's very divisive. I really don't care. What I am getting annoyed by, though, is the constant coverage. And I know maybe the people that are taking a knee and not standing are saying that's what we want. As a sports fan, as a football fan, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's getting to the point now where it's... We'll have to see. Because we're in preseason right now. I was going to say where the gameplay is secondary. I mean, well, it's, it's NFL preseason. Who really gives a shit? Did anyone get hurt? No? Did they cut that guy? Okay. Yeah, something like that. But Marshawn Lynch doesn't even really say what he's standing for. And I guess that's sort of pissed some people... Or sitting for us. That's pissed some people off. Michael Bennett's. And then he asked for a teammate of... Uh, he said other than black. Or maybe he said white. And uh, he had a teammate put his hand on his shoulder. I feel like we're getting really into, like, the choreographed, you know, whatever this is now. He had a hand on his shoulder. He sat. Colin Kaepernick knelt. Uh, I think Kaepernick, uh, a 49er, puts his arm in the air. Yes, I know we can take the ultra-liberal view of this and just say everyone has the right to their own protest. And I completely agree. But you want to take this on from a social aspect, be my guest. But as a football fan... As a sports fan, I think it's something we look at and just move on. Like, I don't care. It's becoming like a stat. Well, how many games in a row has he sat for? Well, four of them for a knee, and uh, five of them he just sat on a water cooler. The seven touchdowns, well, uh, we'll get back to those in a second. But let's look at the highlights of the kneel and look at the way he, he is. That is d- j- just showing he is not afraid. And it, I, I support their cause. I don't care. Just, I, I'm not going to be like, you, you've heard this. It's a, What are we saying anymore? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. This is... Eh. I am surprised Kaepernick has not got a... This is the thing with Kaepernick. And this is my... I think this is like my 17th addendum to this issue. I could see him getting a job as a starter. Because at that point, it's put up or shut up. He has to show what he's got. You might piss off a fan base. So be it. You need a fucking quarterback. I mean, basically, it's going to have to wait till some quarterback gets hurt. And they call him up. Or maybe he's just completely blackballed. But I'm just saying, if you bring him in, he has to be a starter. He can't be a backup because there's too much baggage with a backup. He's a baggage? Well, you know, he's, he's, he's listen, I understand what he's doing. Uh, he is certainly being philanthropic. Philanthropic, showing lots of philanthropy. And I mean, what he's doing is, outside of a few incidents, I'd say, I'd say, on the positive side. I know there's some people that are law enforcement, military, they hear me say that and they're like, you're disgusting. Well, he has made some bad things with, you know, the pig socks, you know, you know, Fidel Castro was some sort of amazing human being, stuff like that. And that is ridiculous. But he has to start. Too much baggage as a, as a backup. Too much noise if the starter starts to shit the bed. That's what has to happen. Uh, well, Ray Lewis has told him that, you know, he's, he's got to do better. But you know, obviously, I mean, we need to know what Ray Lewis thinks. It's only a murderer. I, I, I'm really waiting to see what OJ has to think. I mean, that's that's the main thing. Because you want a moral fiber. You want a moral compass. Let's get OJ in on this. Because <laughs> OJ doesn't care about black people or white people. OJ cares about OJ. So it should be an interesting soundbite. But anyways, this, uh, what else is going on in football? Anything else? Uh, uh, obviously, old news. Ryan Tannehill hurt. Jay Cutler's in there. Looks disinterested. Yada, yada, yada. The whole meme shtick. Ha, ha, ha. We get it. Um... You see Odell Beckham making tons of one-handed catches, which is just amazing in practice with nobody covering him. I swear, and for the 700th time, some of you Giants fans, well, the Giants, the beat writers of the Giants are so up the ass of Odell Beckham, and partly, I understand, the guy is an amazing talent. He is probably a, could be, a once in a, once in a lifetime, eh, the NFL hasn't been around that long, but he could be a generational player. He's that good. But they... I think it's just, you know, they get run, 
you know, run out of shit to actually report on in preseason, but, you know, the videos that go out of him making a one-handed catch and then doing some sort of Michael Jackson fucking five-piece ensemble afterwards is just, you know, it's spellbinding to them. I don't get it, but somebody will mention, like, hey, why don't you, you know, on Twitter, why don't you stop dancing and, you know, try to catch more balls in playoff games. And the white knights of giant fans that run, hey, hey, oh, he, he can't do that, huh? How good is? Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. oh, he's he's not the best. Look at Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Oh, oh, no, they're not an OBJ. They're not in his his category. No, 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 no. Calm down, calm down. You're not dating him. Calm down. You're okay. Just just relax, relax, my friend. All right, that's enough NFL. Um, anything else going on in the NBA? Uh, da, 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 not really. Uh, LeBron sending cryptic uh, messages at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyrie Irving, who gives a shit. You know, LeBron, you, you want to like him, but he's just so, he, he makes it really difficult. He's got so much A-Rod in him. He really does. He, he seems like a decent guy, too. And he just, I don't know. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't play well with others, honestly. Uh, the, also, the other thing here. Uh, Chick-fil-A, I, 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 if you haven't seen this, Chick-fil-A, uh, I guess it's uh, run by some sort of evangelical, evangelical church woman something. I could be completely off with that. But I know there's, uh, there's, there's religious ties to Chick-fil-A, the, the southern restaurant that serves chicken. Uh, it's a fucking fast food restaurant. I, I don't know why. What, the new flavor of the week with fast food restaurants, everyone has to like, lose their shit over. Oh, have you had Sonic? Oh, Chick-fil-A's the best. It's all shit. Like, when did fast food become trendy? Eh, about 50, 60 years ago, probably. I don't get it. But anyways, they're, uh, they open their store in the... Is it a new arena? I know the Falcons were thinking about doing a new arena. Is this a new arena? Is this a new report or an old report? Whatever. They're there, and everyone... Ooh, oh, wow, I can go to a football game and eat overpriced Chick-fil-A. A lot more expensive than the restaurant across the street. Wow, what a Sunday. But that's a problem. It's not going to be open Sundays because, you know, as we all know, the day of the Sabbath. I mean, tomorrow I plan to, you know, strictly lay in bed and worship. Right, God? We know I have issues with God, so well, let's, let's, not, let's not poke the bear there. But, uh, yeah, so Sundays when NFL is to be played. So I, I haven't looked at the Falcons' schedule, Red Ticket Blues. Uh, I, maybe they're, they play some Thursdays or Monday night games, but, you know, the majority of games are usually on Sunday. And it's not going to be open. They're going to change it into, uh, you know, like some sort of trap door or, you know, you know, fake door, whatever. I know they just sort of change it and it just becomes another restaurant. So uh, a lot of people are angry. A lot of people are upset. To be angry, upset about not getting your favorite fast food that you could order across the street before or after the game when you're watching your football game shows how little you have going on in your life. Now, if you want to look at the, you know, idiocy of it and the just poor planning, then, oh, yeah, well, you can all have a chuckle with that. But if you're really angry about it, you, uh, Jesus Christ, has to sneak some in or something. I don't know. Well, how can I sneak Chick-fil-A in? I doubt anyone, you know, Atlanta Falcon fans are listening to this. Maybe they are. Well, they were, they, they were in the Super Bowl, so I'm sure they got a ton of fair weather fans. But uh, what else did I want to talk about? There was something else. What was it? I forget. We're at 23 minutes. What was it, though? Shit. Yeah, North Korea, we did that. Uh, Joe West protesting in baseball. Well, the Yankees will quickly do that. We all know that. It's Saturday afternoon. So, you know, after a rousing sweep of the Mets, which was wonderful, I didn't exactly see that coming. I think they could, I thought they'd at least split. But to, to sweep them and the Mets fans, that's, you know, I feel bad for them sometimes. But when they open their mouths, I no, I no longer feel bad for them. If, if I just saw the image of a Mets fan, I go, ah, man, that's, that's tough. That's unfortunate. That's really bad. But as soon as they open their mouths, say, ah, fuck them. 
that's that's for them. Good. I don't give a shit. You reap what you sow. Whatever that that doesn't even apply there, but whatever. You get it. Um, but going into last night, the Yankees had their hand on the Red Sox throat. It's six three in the seventh inning. The base is loaded with one out. Aaron Judge comes up. He's going to do two things. He's going to strike out or he's going to home run. And he did the latter. No, he did the former. <laughs> he did not do the latter. Uh, he did that, and then Sanchez struck out. They had their. They were going to deal, like I said on Twitter, the death blow. And they did not deal the death blow. And, you know, I have been away for a month. Um... I haven't been away for a month. I've been listening. I don't know why. I could just never pronounce this reliever's name right, but it's spelled K-A-H-L-N-E. Kaln? 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. He came in, sucked, and then our old friend. Oh, we'll beat that drum till the fucking contract is over. Oh, our old friend, a roldish Chapman, rolls in, pompous as ever, full of himself as ever, sweating like a hog. Like Ted Stryker trying to fly that fucking plane. Sucks. Base hit after base hit. Walk. Hit a guy. Oh, God. Did he hit a guy last night? Or am I just confusing that? I think he did hit a guy, didn't he? Then didn't back up. This was the fucking thing with him, too. So there was a base hit. The ball got by. uh, Who is it? Was it Romine catching or was Sanchez catching last night? I forget. But it got by the catcher. Romine was in the game, so he must have been catching. Um, The ball got by. Romine. Of course, Sanchez, uh, excuse me, Chapman wasn't backing up. He actually looked up as the ball went by uh, Romine, put his head back down, and then continued walking to home plate. He should be suspended for that. I mean, outside of like his gameplay, what, what else can we say at this point? There's four more years of this. Now, it might be a slump. I'm going to try to take the positive approach. I know when Rolos Chapman doesn't do that, he usually resorts to guns or his fist. But I'm going to take the positive approach. Maybe this is just a little slump. You know, the fucking Yankees, you know, so blinded by fucking 105 miles an hour, just like their fans. But, you know, so Yankees to sign a guy for five years who can primarily only throw a fucking fastball. Sometimes there's moving on the end of it. Sometimes there isn't. But to give him a five-year, con- how old is a Roldis Chapman, too? That's, that's another thing. I mean, I get it. He only works one inning, and we say Mariano. Well, he pitched till he was fucking seventy-three. But you know, how old is a Roldis Chapman? I know some of you are probably screaming. Oh, he's this. Why don't you know? Uh, don't you have a podcast? That's what my wife always says. Like if something's like, I'm like, oh man, where did he used to play? Or oh, that doesn't make any sense. He's he shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing this. Don't you have a podcast? My father jumps into. So he's twenty-nine. Okay, yeah, five years. I still don't like giving him that much. I guess I'd have to channel my outrage a little bit, but. Fastest pitch in MLB history. What, what do you even say at this point? It's it's uh, it's a problem. Because he's not uh, Tyler Clippert. You can't just get rid of him. You can't just say, eh, we're going to designate you to assignment. Uh, for assignment. You can't do that. He's here. He's here to stay. He's here to stay, be pompous, suck, and not back up home plate. He's here for all of that. He's here. He's not going anywhere. Ugh, ugh, just, again, be positive, Yankee fans. Let's all come together and just say this is a mini hiccup in the road, and he will go back. To, I don't have any faith in that statement. I mean, I'll say it, but uh, I mean, he, he showed hiccups last year. He showed whenever he when he got tired, he had to throw a lot of pitches. He sucked. 
you know, the fastball wasn't 105 miles an hour. People hit it. And if you're fucking, what's his name? His name is not Will Devers, but it's Dev, not Devin Devers. Devers, that guy, boy, he's uh, he's been drinking the uh, David Ortiz, I'm going to kill the Yankees juice. And he's only like 14 years old, too. So that's that's not good, that Devers character. But what do you say with Chapman? Again, what do you say? What do you say? Well, I know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, uh, what do you say over and over again? I'm sure that's really entertaining to listen. Joe West, big fat country Joe West, umpire of the MLB. He's uh, now wearing a, uh, I saw he was wearing some sort of bandage in protest of language that's been used against umpires. You know, let's make a little sense if it wasn't like Angel Hernandez or Joe West saying it. Uh, two guys that, uh, well, I don't know if Angel Hernandez is really a grandstander as more as he's just a bad umpire. And Joe West, well, he's the biggest grandstander of them all. Leslie Nielsen's character probably doesn't uh, grandstand as much as uh, Joe West does on a daily basis. It's all about him. It's all about him. So that's interesting. We see protests everywhere. We see protests, you know, against Nazis, against Confederate flags, against uh, there's protests in Barcelona going on right now. I guess, you know, you got to, that, that's going to get ugly. Uh, you got people alt-right, alt-left, all about, uh, you know, immigration. Obviously, it's a, a radical Islam sort of uh, attack. So that, that should be a whole fucking ball of fun there. But, um, but this is the protest we all wanted to see, right? Joe West and baseball players using insensitive language to a grandstanding asshole. I'm not going to that rally. And finally, I saw Chuck E. Cheese. Now, a place I've never gone to. It was, uh, well, I think I went there very drunk once. But, I mean, never as a kid. But a little, little before, actually, it was a little after. It wasn't a little before my time. It was a little after my time. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese and, uh, you know, everything they stand for. They're, you know, kid-hearted, put poison food lard down kids throats but i guess one of their big things was they had you know the little uh, animals um you know d- d- playing m- musical instruments the, the mechanical mice playing instruments and they're getting rid of them uh I, you know a lot of that stuff from the from a yesteryear that sort of was supposed to be kid friendly and you look back at now is really really creepy uh but they're they're moving the kid focus chain is updating a handful of restaurants with open kitchens and toned down colors don't want to get the kids going with those crazy colors. That's, oh boy. Um, as well as one striking omission, the animatronic animals who play music and entertain families. Now, this has been going on, I guess, uh, the chain started in 1977. Huh, I don't really remember it when I was a kid growing up. And I'll tell you why, because, uh, well, if you never lived, if you didn't grow up in Meriden, Connecticut, then you probably wouldn't understand this. But the Burger King in Meriden, Connecticut... Uh, it was a big castle sort of thing. You know, not fucking castle. You know, it wasn't like one of Hitler's castles or something like that. But um, it, it, it was Jester's play court, Jester's playland. Look on YouTube. Put in like Burger King Jester's courtyard or whatever. And they had, you know, all the stupid ski ball games we'd all cheat with, run up there, take the tickets and buy some sort of plastic bow and arrow that would probably end up in the garbage before you even get out of there. But... There was a big. Then there was another big thing of balls. Everyone jumped in the balls. I don't even know if I had a name. You jump in the balls. Absolutely no guidance there. No attendance. You could have some two-year-old jump, jump in there and just suffocate to death in the balls. I mean, it was probably like four feet deep. It probably wasn't. Honestly, now that I think about it, you know everything just seems bigger when you're a kid. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I think there was a time when I didn't touch the bottom, but then I got bigger. So, but again, a two-year-old, they're not going to touch the bottom. But again, no, no one, no one even there. But anyways, and then you're run-of-the-mill shitty. Uh, arcade games that just ripped you off but then in the back where all the birthday parties were now there were there were birthday parties in Meriden right there was Pizza Hut the bowling alley and Burger King okay that's where you had your birthdays if you were not a square all right and I think I had mine uh, I think I had one at, was it Pizza Hut or was it Papa Gino's I think it might have been Papa Gino's 
I went to allow him at the bowl. It, this is so unimportant. Anyways, get to the point, Brian. So, but in the back, where the uh, where you'd have the birthdays, they didn't have Chuck E. Cheese there, but they had a little. They had, they had a curtain there, and they only they, they only opened the curtain when the show was on. And it was three monkeys playing, and uh, it was it was horrifying. Uh, as a kid, I, I'm not even just doing this to follow the cliche, like, you know, narrative. I remember as a kid being frightened by them. Now, I had a phobia of monkeys as well when I was a kid. My my mom's friend gave me something that looked like a monkey, and it, it totally did not look like a monkey. She's like, here you go. And I was just like, what is that thing? It's a monkey. And uh, that uh, became one of my stuffed animals. And I was convinced that that monkey, a reincarnate of that monkey and other monkeys, they lived in the basement of our apartment. Well, it was it was a two-family house, so whatever. I know some of you are like, basement of your apartment? But, um, yeah, so I thought they lived there. So I didn't like monkeys to begin with. So I, the monkeys and I are already off to a bad start. But then I saw them playing instruments. And, uh, you know, sometimes they, they didn't have a lot of good upkeep with the monkeys. Some would be, you know, some, a foot would be missing. And you just see metal hitting the ground. Metal like that. The whole thing was creepy, and uh, I, I, I am for, you know what, uh, I'm not for going into places and just ripping statues down, but if there are any of those monkeys left uh, playing that, I am for ripping those down, because they will, they will haunt people's dreams. Now, luckily, well, not luckily, but in a way, that it's, it's probably better, because the monkeys are gone, but that whole thing is torn down, it's now just a regular, crappy little, you know, uh, Burger King that just has a drive through and it, it, it completely void of any character whatsoever. But the monkeys, they, look up on YouTube again. Yeah, Jester's Jester's Courtyard, uh, Burger King, Meriden. It's interesting. They're uh, it's probably really not that interesting to any of you, but it's interesting to me. So I think we'll end the podcast right about here because uh, I'm just getting into personal things now. Well, I remember in second grade, Miss Macarys. I don't think you need to hear all this. So. Remember, if you want to hear more of this, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, um, what else? There's Twitter. There's Twitter. You can see everyone's take on everything, and uh, you can even see mine at Brian Buck thirteen and at Red Ticket Blues. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will be seeing you very early next week, and uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. And if not, I will just recite report cards from fourth grade, Mister Coffee's class. Would you like that? Yes, that was his name, Mister Coffee. He drank a lot of coffee too. I mean, the puns just create themselves. Uh, so, with all that being said, I'm on it. About the snakes, fakes, the lies, the highs, and all of these industry shingdings. Will you see the pretty girls in the high animated world? Take it for a rapper with all the dough. If you take a shit, they want to know. And if you're gonna fall, they won't be around, y'all. So you still wanna do the show business? And you think that you got what it takes? I mean, you really gotta rap and be all that and prepare yourself for the breaks. Check it out. Gotta stick their nose. Yo, I gotta speak on the cesspool. It's the rap industry and it ain't that cool. Only if you're on stage or if you're speaking to your people. Ain't no one you're equal, especially on the industry side. Don't let the games just glide right through your fingers. You gotta know the deal. So Lord Jamal speak because they're giving real. you the business and putting on a show. You're a million dollar man that ain't got no dough, but you gotta hope. Tickets backstage to a show. Sedated, and at that fact they laid it Time passing your ass, say where's my loot The reply is a kick in the ass from a leg in a boot All you wanna do is taste the fruit But in the back they make a fruit juice 
Yes, it's like I want to get cut loose from the label. Not able, cause you sign at the table for a pretty cash advance. Now they got a song and dance that you didn't recoup. More soup with your meal, cause this is the real when you get a record deal. And I say, oh, shucks. Look what the cat hauled in. It's five dogs from a drop called Quest. Let me begin like Chuck D. I got so much trouble on my mind about these no-talent artists getting signed. They can't rhyme. And if that ain't bad, you got bootleggers going out like suckers. Motherfuckers, feel it's time that I let loose the lion. And if not that, then I'll commence the head flying. Seems you're 91, everybody want a rhyme. And then you go and sell my tape for only $5.99. Please, nigga, I work too hard for this. No more will I take the booty end of the stick. Bogus brothers making albums when they know they can't hack it. Cause they lyrics is play like eight ball jackets. Now tell me I can't tear it up. Go get yourself some toilet paper cause your lyrics is butt. Do you wanna be in the business? The people can't walk straight line. In the some business. of these brothers can't rhyme. In the the hey yo, I'm trying to get mine. The party scene is cool, but then again, it's all the same. You see the same faces, but at different places. When you're up and riding high, everything is pouncy, pouncy. Get a million pounds and all the skins give you hugs. Well, that's cool, I can dig it. It really ain't my bad, prefer the max on the side. I let my pants sag. Oh, he's a cutie. Yeah, real cute, but I wasn't that cute when I didn't have no loot. Although I hit a pound of herbs, I'm still nice with the verbs. So fuck what you heard. The born cypher cypher master makes me think much faster. But critics still continue to blast up my name and discredit my fame. All that shit is game. And I don't really give a damn. Eat from the tree of life and throw away the verbal ham. Well, excuse me. I gotta add my two cents in. Don't be alarmed. The rhyme was condensed in a matter of minutes. So it must be told. All that glitter's not gold. Everybody wants a deal. Help me make a demo. See my name in bright lights. Ride around in a limo. My mom keeps beefing. Boy, get a job. But I want to make jams. Damn, I know I'll slam. Huh. Well, it's not that easy. You gotta get a label that's willing and able to market and promote. And you better hope. For what? That the product is dope. Take it from diamond. It's like mountain climbing. When it comes to rhyming, you gotta put your timing. Get a good lawyer so problems won't pile. You don't wanna make a pitch that's wild. 